Did I pass my health check? I think you passed your health check. Congratulations, Mr. Eversole. Thank you. I appreciate that. Do you want to intro us into the podcast? Yeah, I can do that, I suppose. Can you count me down? Yeah. Four, three, two, one, action. Welcome to the Lucas Abreu podcast. My name's Lucas, and I'll be guiding you through our journey where you discover just how many friends I have. This is Do You Consider Us Friends? Boom. Is that I think pretty that's good? perfect. Yeah, it's great. Good. I'm so glad. I, I didn't think I was going to be on here this early, to be honest. I thought I was going to be like season two or three. Jacob, do you consider us friends? I do. I, I would consider me to be one of your top six friends. But yes, you're my friend too. I think that's a fair assessment. Would you know like when you met me and what your first impression of me was? I was hoping that you would tell me that. I have been scouring through my records. I went through through the book that I wrote. Yeah. Because you're in there. I don't know if you remember that, but you're in there. I do remember that. And I didn't disclose how we met each other. But from my recollection, it was kind of a, you were just there. Like I knew of you before we became like friends. And then through other friends kind of just started hanging out. Like we were both just showing up at things together and then started hanging out. That's my recollection. Yeah. I, I feel like I agree with that. I feel like it was summer 2017. I don't know. I just felt like because you were on one of the off-campus teams, I thought you were one of the cool kids and you just happened to be around that summer. Yeah. Was it before or after I cut my hair? Be honest. I, oh, I think it was. You knew of me with long hair. Yeah. I think I knew you with long hair, but we weren't friends until you were short haired. I was probably too unapproachable at that point with the long hair. I understand. Way too unapproachable. I wouldn't have approached me either. Which makes sense why I didn't. When would you say we became friends? Sometime in the summer, because I know that I'd pretty much just stayed in Columbus during the summers throughout college. And then afterwards, I was there for a couple of years and you were as well. So I think that sometime in the summer before puzzles, obviously, because you helped me move in there. Yeah, I have. I think like the first picture I remember is when we went to this little thing at like Goodale Park where they had the food trucks and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of like where my mind goes with that. I think that's probably when I would start considering us friends. And then we started like hanging out a bunch with other people in volleyball and things like that. Hooping. Yeah, I remember. I feel like sand volleyball trivia. Oh yeah. And that food truck thing that summer yeah. was kind of when we started to hang out pretty consistently. I would say. Oh yeah, because you were always down for doing fun stuff stuff and I would just be in my house otherwise. So I was like, yeah, I'm aboard. Yeah. Let's do this thing. Let's be buddies. Let's be buddies. You documented a lot of your college experience through a book. You mentioned that it was called Within the Wooden Walls, right? That's correct. What inspired you to write a book and self-publish it? Uh, You know, I just kind of wanted to record a lot of the memories and good times I had. My memory is notoriously not so good. So I wanted to have something I could look back on or kids could look back on and just be able to bring some of those memories to surface. And I tried to include a bunch of detail. I think I did that, but that's kind of where it started. I just opened a Google Doc and started writing and knocked out a few chapters. My main goal was to get it to be an appropriate book length. So I was like, I need to hit 200 pages for sure. So I was making sure that like at the end of every chapter, I was having writing like just onto the next page so I can add another page. And having each start of the chapter with like a whole blank page just to get the page number up. Classic. I still have not read it. I haven't even proofread it. I've heard there's errors in it and I believe it. (laughs) 
Wow, you published a book that you didn't self-edit. That's crazy. I can't believe that people like bought it, which was, that was kind of cool. It's off the market now, but... Why is that? It's a collector's item at this point. Also, I, I said I haven't read it all the way through. I've read little excerpts, and there's parts where I'm like, this is kind of cringy a little bit, but I took it off the market when I became a professional, when I started getting into career stuff, I guess. And so there's nowhere online that anyone can find it at all? I can buy it, but... Like no one else can, unless I were to reopen it. But I don't know if I want to do that. I have like 47 pages written of the second edition. And that's in like single space, minuscule font, uh, Google Doc. Because I wanted to do it that way. Because then when you put it in the book format, it turns into a bunch more pages. Yeah. Oh, you are all about the page count. That's all you care about. Really, it is. I just love the feeling of like flipping through pages. That's pretty much all I've done with that book is flip through pages. And then if there's something that I think's in there that I'm trying to remember about, I'll hop in there and look at it. Did you have a hardcover of it at all or no? Oh, I only did hardcover. Classic. Because I wanted to be able to take the dust jacket off yeah. and just have it look kind of cool. So I did like a black and gold color because I think like within the wooden walls, our theme colors were like black and white or black and gold. Why was it called within the wooden walls? So that is a tribute to the house that me and some of my roommates lived in on Chittenden Avenue when we were going to Ohio State that had wood paneling, floor to ceiling, like every room besides the bathrooms. So that was the birth of it. There was an Instagram that was formed that was the original documentation of the shenanigans that happened there. And I just used that as the namesake. It was an easy title for me to grab after that. Some good memories in there. I took a couple pictures from there and put them in the, the back couple pages of the book. Oh, they're nice. The main goal of it was to kind of do what you're doing here is like documenting memories and times with your buddies. So that's why I really dig the podcast that you're doing because it's kind of the, a similar idea to what I have, but different format. And I think this will be cool too, because you will be able to hear it and not just have these words on a page. Yeah. And I think that like, I talked about this in the last episode, but wanting to see how people like change and grow and evolve over the course of time too, mm -hmm. even myself included, like right now, there's a writer's strike going on. There is. Not much is really happening. And I'm excited to, you know, whether it's a year from now or five years from now, be able to look back and be like, oh man, I started this podcast out of boredom and out of wanting to just do something somewhat productive with my time. And so I'm excited to just to see where this goes. And, you know, it gives me something to do. It gives me a reason to stay connected with people, which I really like. Oh, for sure. Having documented your entire college career, what would you have changed about your time in college? I think I would have gone to Ohio State originally and had all four years there because I went to Eastern Michigan for my first year and then decided I wanted to go to Ohio State. So I kind of missed out on, you know, all the stuff you get into your first year, yeah. having like the dorm experience and everything. So all my friends that I had going into Ohio State were pretty much people that I knew beforehand. Mm. So I didn't have like the floor mates and things like that those buddies that you make on your floor and kind of had to make up for it by joining a bunch of clubs and going to church and stuff i mean i would have gone to church anyway i don't think i realized you came from eastern michigan yes in ypsilanti michigan right on the doorstep of u of m wow so everyone there even like every kid at eastern michigan was pretty much a university of michigan fan so that was tough to deal with disgusting it really forced me out of there oh, I, I don't blame you i can't blame you at all for that what were some of the clubs that you joined besides h2o church that you kind of felt like, oh yeah, you know, I just moved here. Let me check this out. So I kind of started the whole club deal even before coming to Ohio State. So I did the lacrosse club at Eastern Michigan and then came down to Ohio State and did the rowing club for a semester, the sailing club. 
I think I was on the wakeboarding team, but I never went to anything, just like the meetings and then joined like the snowboarding team as well. I was looking into hockey, but I never really played hockey before. And the club option was going to be way too much because I mean, it's people that played hockey throughout high school and just weren't good enough to make the team pretty much. Yeah. That's kind of where I stopped. Yeah. I feel like it's still pretty competitive at the club level at Ohio State. Yeah. That was when I had the long hair. I was like, this will be perfect. I'll be a hockey player now. Yeah. It makes sense. Did you do any clubs? I don't recall um, hearing about any of them. That's a good question. Did, did I do any clubs? No, honestly, not really. I think H2O took up most of my time. I was a part of this like business school magazine mm-hmm. my first maybe semester or two. The college football playoff had just started our freshman year. And I think I did something about like revenue and how much more money you would be making with the new system and talking about Ohio State. I don't know what it was even about. I'm sure if I looked it up, I could find it somewhere. But besides that, yeah, I, I can't really think of anything else. H2 really took up a lot of my time but in, 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 in a good way for sure. Yeah. And I think that I just had so many friendships that like I never felt like I had to necessarily branch out into a different club to connect with people because for me, it's less so about the activity that we're doing or the club that we're involved with and more so just spending time with folks that I like. I would pretty hardcore consider trivia a club at this point, considering twice a week for two hours at a time we were there playing trivia. Yeah, that was a lot. Was that, we just went, rolled a beer like twice a week. We were spending like four hours there, like half a shift basically. (laughs) Yeah. At the world of beer, playing trivia. Every Monday and Thursday with our trivia host, Sarah D. That's right. Do you remember our team name? I know you do. Oh, yeah. Huga, 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 chaga. Come on. That's right. How could I ever forget? Yeah, I absolutely love that. I think between that and like going to the Gateway Film Center to watch movies, I mean, H2O did a really good job, I think, of creating community and giving opportunities for people to be busy if they wanted to be. Yeah. And so I think I just like really invested a lot of my time into that. Um, I'm really trying to think of any other clubs, though. There must have been something. Ties Asian Bistro Club. Yeah, Thai's Asian Bistro Club for sure. Yeah, was there on the regular. So unfortunately, I don't own the book. I wish I did. I'm going to try to finesse one out of you at some point soon because I do love hardcover books as much as I don't like reading. <laughs> I love the aesthetic of them. Um, but one passage I did read, I don't know why I called it a passage. You called it a <laughs> One story that I had completely forgotten was, what was it, Sunday? After church. Where we just couldn't decide on where to eat. We had a full-on odyssey. Why don't you tell that story? Yeah, this is a good one. It took up like three or four pages out of my like 220 pages in this book. (laughs) We went to church and then all got in a car, loaded up, went to Denny's, which you kind of put back on the map for us. Like for me personally, because I've been there maybe once before our tear going to Denny's over and over. And I mean, it's Sunday after church, so Denny's was slammed. So loaded up again, decided to go over to Applebee's, which is like two minute drive. Like you could see it from Denny's and we all sit down and find ourselves a booth. There's maybe one other group of people in the entire place and we're all reading through the menu and Sunday is the only day where they have no specials, which is absurd that on Sundays there's nothing, but nothing on Sunday and it showed cause there was no one there, but the waitress came and gave us our waters and everything. And we're all sitting there probably gone through the menu like three or four times. It's like, there's just nothing sticking out to any of us. And Lucas just says, guys, hear me out. What if we just leave? <laughs> I just remember like, I forget who it was, but when I said, Hey, like, hear me out. What if we just leave? <laughs> Someone was like, wow. Like was like, what? Wow. We haven't had an order <laughs> taken, but we could just leave. It was so foreign. 
to everyone there. Like, can we do that? And I was so scared to say that because you don't want to be the guy who's like, hey, did we leave? And then everyone else is like, no, let's just stay. And then you feel stupid. Mm -hmm. But I think that it kind of unlocked for everyone else, again, besides Kurt, it unlocked for everyone else the notion that maybe we can leave. We were all kind of thinking it. It was the right move. I think we left her a tip. Yeah, because she did bring us water. So we left her like, I think like two or three bucks. Yeah. And there was no one in there. So like losing her only business for that hour. Yeah. Mind you, she also like was not, maybe I've just got a history with, with servers, but. It took a while. Yeah. It took a long while, not only to get waters, but like, she's like, oh, do you guys want anything? And we were so close to maybe deciding on something. And we were just like, yeah, like, just give us like another second. And like another second became, again, I kid you not, in no exaggeration, like 15 more minutes. <laughs> so we're all like, after you said that, in my head immediately, I'm like, yeah, definitely. Let's go somewhere else. And I, I don't know if you mentioned ties, but we were pretty much all on board except for Kurt, who was just, he'd had at this point. I think he may have wanted to stay at Denny's in the first place. He's like, I just want to eat something. And he wasn't a huge fan of ties anyway. Yeah. But majority ruled and loaded up and continued on the uh, the Odyssey over to ties, which always hits. That was, and I remember like afterwards too, like Kurt was mad for like the rest of the day. Like it just ruined his day that we skipped on Applebee's <laughs> and Denny's and went to Ty's. That just made me think like in the back of my book, like I just start listing off. I'm like, all right, here's things I'm into right now. And just listing off restaurants. And there's a spot where I actually bring up, I'm like, must watch movies for me include National Treasure, Holes, Oceans 11, 12, 13, <laughs> and Harry Potter. Amazing. Hey there, listeners. Have you been looking for a hilarious escape from the daily grind? Same. And between you and me, I think I've got just the thing for you. Within the Wooden Walls is a memoir you never knew you needed. Following the wild escapades of a college friend you wish you had. Yeah, get ready to laugh out loud as you immerse yourself in Jacob's world of unforgettable tales that'll make you question, should I have gone to Ohio State? The answer is yes. But hurry, folks, click the link in the show notes to grab your copy before it vanishes from the virtual shelves forever. So join the fun and don't miss out on what critics are saying is a New York Times bestseller in the making within the wooden walls, your gateway to unforgettable memories from someone else. When did you start adding people to find my friends? Was that before you went to Ohio State or after? No, so I didn't even have an iPhone until I think summer of 2016. And then boom, once you got it, you're like, I need to know where everyone's at. Yeah, I just have to know. I, I, I need <laughs> to be able to stalk people because if not, then are we even really friends? <laughs> yeah, I. this is a really funny and yet tragic story. I had my car, or sorry, I had my backpack in a friend's car one night and I was feeling super sick. Um, this is when I was still living at the six, but I was uh, so sick that I spent the night at Puzzles, which ended up being the house I moved into my senior year of college. <laughs> and when I spent the night there on the couch, because I just like physically could not go home, which is like so bad. Also, it was like a four minute walk away at absolute most. So I should have just gone home anyway. But we were watching Nacho Libre. Classic. I was like, great movie, but this night just couldn't get any worse because everyone's laughing and I'm just miserable. Should not have been there. That's not a movie you want to watch while you're sick too because like there's some parts where if you're like stomach's not feeling so hot, there's some parts in that movie where it's like this is not making it any better. No, absolutely not. But so then the next day, having had left my backpack in someone's car, I called him and I'm like, hey, like, are you home or whatever? And I think she was like, yeah, my car got broken into, someone smashed my window. And I was like, oh no, like I left my, my backpack in there. Is it still in there? And she's like, haha, like very funny. And I'm like, no, like I'm 
I'm serious. <laughs> is my backpack there? She was like, oh my God, no, it's, it's not. My stomach sank. I, 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 if I felt awful. Like, how am I going to find my friends now? Yeah. Well, no, this is when I had an HP. Oh. I'm like, this sucks. I don't know what to do. My laptop was stolen. My backpack is stolen. I had one of my wallets, which I had like lost my wallet. I think I had two wallets at one point. I lost it like three times on different occasions, <laughs> which none of which were really my fault. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I ended up calling HP that night. I'm like, hey, I need to put like a location finder on my computer. And they're like, okay, like, what's the serial number? And I'm like, well, here's the issue. Like I, I have a stolen laptop. And they were like, you have a what? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean, like my laptop was stolen. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and they're like, so you don't have it with you? I'm like, no, I don't have it with me, but I need to find where it is. And they're like, well, if you don't have it with you, we can't help you. And so I'm like, that sucks. So I call the police, the non-emergency number, obviously. And I'm like, You're hey, just like... calling 911 for your computer. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, hey, like, I've got, my, my identity is being stolen. <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, like, they're stealing my identity. And they're like, well, have they opened up a credit card in your name? I'm like, no. And they're like, they, you know, they, they went through a checklist of things that they would normally do you know, to identify stolen identity. And they're like, yeah, if they haven't done any of those things, like we can't help you. But I'm like, no, no, no. But they have access to like my driver's license and all these things that they need in order to steal my identity. And they're like, yeah, look, kid, we can't help you. That was a real low calling the police, telling them that someone's <laughs> stolen my identity, or at least there's the potential of it. And then them being like, you're on your own. Again, this is all within 24 hours. So I'm like, you guys could easily do something, but whatever. I guess instead they were doing better things because the Columbus Police Department is just great at doing their jobs. There's nothing going on in Columbus. Yeah. The laptop should have been the main priority. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. And also the most devastating thing about all this was that I had just uploaded everything from my phone onto my laptop and removed it from my phone. So like so many pictures from like, the first know, like year and a half of college, it just it was gone. <laughs> so that sucked. That's devastating. I hate things like that. It's yeah. Like... Especially because I took so many pictures. And so it was just like, yeah. I, I was genuinely depressed for like a week amongst other reasons, many of which being school assignments. Also important. Yeah. Like just having different like resumes or whatever I needed at the time. Like that was just devastating. So I ended up getting a MacBook. And then eventually went with the iPhone. And so once I had the iPhone, I think that's one of the reasons why I became obsessed with Find My Friends. I was like, if I, if, I, if I get my phone stolen or if I get my laptop stolen, somebody will know where it is. How many people do you have on there? Oh, let me check. It's a great question. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Uh, two of them currently locations not found, but oh no, twenty two total. Are you not worried about them? No, no, I know where they are. They're usually <laughs> they're usually pretty good about being being safe. So, I think right now I have my mom, my dad, Luke, and you. Wow, I feel so honored. <laughs> it's tough because in college it's like, hey, like let's just exchange, find my friends, and it's like not a big deal because it feels like you're more so within the community. But now it's like with folks in LA, you need to have like genuine deep friendship rather than just, oh, this is a fun little thing that we do. I, I can't imagine asking someone like that I know around here be like, hey, can I just, is it okay if I know where you're at at all times? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So speaking of where you are now, where are you located right now? Johnson City, Tennessee. I heard the song, loved it, decided to move down here. 
right on the doorstep to the Smoky Mountains. I can get to the beach in about four hours. Wow. It's pretty nice. The mountains protect us, you know, like besides today, it doesn't get crazy, crazy hot, not too cold. Usually don't get too many like tornadoes and stuff. Apparently we get some earthquakes, but I have not experienced any of those. So what are you doing for work these days? I'm a physical therapist at a an outpatient clinic about maybe five, seven minutes from me. That's the best thing I think about this is that being here, I get on the highway, which is right next to my apartment, go up four miles, take the exit through one stoplight and I'm there. Like boom. The traffic that people complain about here is just nonsense. It's it's like any day and any other town, like not rush hour type of stuff that you'd expect, but people complain about it. Not a big deal in my opinion. It's just, I really enjoy that part is just being so close to work. And then a couple minutes from downtown, can't beat it. Yeah. I think I've been here like a year and a half at this point and was here for maybe two months before I got a dog. Wow. What made you want to get a dog? I was not in the market for one, but have a friend of a friend that works at a vet's office. They found a little dog that was sleeping under a porch, just eating garbage, and they took it in, had to have a couple things done to it, and then it was just pretty much living at the vet's office. So my friend was reaching out to see if anyone wanted a dog, so I went and met her. was hoping that I wouldn't like her, but I did. It's been a lot of fun. I have no idea what she is still. I'm too cheap to get the 23andMe for dogs. It's more expensive than the one for humans. Did you know that? Mm. Even on Prime Day. Even on Prime Day, that's insane. Yeah, I had no idea. Did you get anything for Prime Day? I I didn't. No. The one Dang. thing I did do um, before Prime Day was I bought window paint chalk thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I got some of that so that I can for <laughs> Ryan Simmons's bachelor party when they're out here. I can just write right on the window. I'll write my Venmo or write someone's Venmo. Yeah, for you know a bachelor party and try to get some free drinks and that'd be great. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, and then honestly, I might just keep it up. Just see what happens. You know, oops, I forgot to take it down. <laughs> Support my podcast. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you meant you were just going to keep up like tagging cars with your window paint. Oh, no. Like strong pictures on them. <laughs> no, I don't want to get too in trouble. I don't want to get too in trouble. Could be a good advertisement. Just go to any business with a window and write your podcast on it. Yeah, I, I draw, I'll draw. i draw the QR code <laughs> and hope that it's accurate every time. That would be a feat. Do you remember, I just keep going back to the mentioned locations find my friends and all that do you remember tampa bay at all oh my gosh i absolutely remember tampa bay because that's when it came in clutch for sure because did you reach out to me were you like why are you in tampa bay no so i think i was going down because my dad had a conference there so my parents and i um the three of us went down to tampa bay just to hang out for like i don't know four days five days and i knew that jake and Brittany miller were living down there you know i thought about reaching out to them did we hung out and I knew that you were around because I think Daniel Burkett was like, hey, Jake's in Tampa as well. He's keeping tabs on me too. How do you know? <laughs> I don't know. I think you saw a picture of you on a boat oh, yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really look at Family Friends, I guess. And so when I checked, I was like, oh my gosh, you are like very close to me. <laughs> so I think the three of us hung out, me, you, and Jake. We ended up like playing like pool and some other arcade games walking around mm-hmm. i remember your mom driving us like to go out to eat yeah it was a classic very middle school like, all right thanks mom yeah thanks for <laughs> picking us up and dropping us off <laughs> thankfully the hotel wasn't too far mm-hmm. from me so i think when Brittany drove me home to the apartment or to the hotel it wasn't like too far out of the way but yeah that was so random we were down there yeah and you were like it worked out you were yeah. really far out of the way <laughs> i was like hey like <laughs> we can come pick you up and you're like, okay, yeah, that'd be great. And you were like 20 <laughs> minutes out of the way. <laughs> One way. 
but it was worth it. Yeah, you had to go like back over the bridge or something. It was crazy. It worked out good for me though, because I had nothing to do at all that entire weekend. I was just down there by myself. Yeah, I went down for a course, walked into the building because it was a three day thing. It was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I walked into it after flying from Tennessee all the way to Florida, and walked in, and they were like, "We canceled that." Didn't you get the email? <laughs> And then I went through my emails and there was nothing there. So I had a number of phone calls. And then basically he was like, you can either book an earlier flight home or have the weekend and pay for your food and everything. I was like, yeah, let's go with that route. I'm in Florida. I got nothing going on in Tennessee. Someone's watching the dog already. Amazing. Yeah, it was great. Went on a brunch cruise the next day. It was just the perfect weekend. Speaking of just coincidentally being at the same place at the same time, I feel like whenever I visit Columbus, <laughs> you just always happen to be there. That's happened like two or three times at least, like most recently in February. Most recently in February, but also like, I think at one point, I mean, it was well over a year ago too, but I was in town and Mason was like, oh yeah, Jake's in town. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> like it's, it's been an uncanny amount of times. And even if it's just for a weekend, you're always there. Why is that? Are you, are you checking my location? I've been tracking you on Find My Friends and if I see you're there, I just make a, a beeline up there. That makes sense. Yeah, last time I had to snag a, a car from a relative, so I flew into Columbus, and I tried to tell uh, Daniel's cousin, Mason, to keep mm -hmm. it on the DL, because I knew it was Shark Party weekend. Yeah. And I had not been to one yet, so I wanted to roll in and- You hadn't been to one? No, that was the first one. Wow. Yeah, I know that Daniel kept saying, oh yeah, Mason's got a surprise for us. What? <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. He's like, yeah, he's, cool. he's going to the airport. <laughs> and when I found out it was you, I was so pleasantly surprised, but I was just as shocked. It was it was he saying that to a lot of people? Because I bet there was a lot of people that were disappointed, like expecting someone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he told maybe I think he probably just told Daniel, maybe a couple other people, but no, it was it was great having you there. It was great having you there. Did you get a keychain? Uh, I did not get a keychain. I got a little it came light. little bracelet. Nice. Okay. I think I had like a sticker too, but I still have the bracelet sitting on my dresser. Nice. I have one thing I wanted to ask about. Do you want to hear what it is? Oh yeah, I'd love to. It's not that exciting, but I want to hear about your experience at working at Hamptons. Oh my gosh. Remember that chapter of your life? <laughs> Uh, what an amazing chapter of my life that was i so <laughs> my senior year i lived at this house called puzzles it was on king avenue and across the street there was a bar called hamptons and it was not a good bar by any stretch of the imagination pretty disgusting yeah it was not clean the deals were okay the deals were okay but it, you know the best thing about it was that it was conveniently located across the street from yeah. And that summer when I graduated, I was prepping to move to Indiana and I was like, okay, great. I just need, you know, a quick summer job, make a little bit of money before I move out there. And the worst thing a bar can do is hire someone for the summer because all the students <laughs> leave. But fortunately for me, the bar owner, I think his name was Matt. He got canceled on Facebook, <laughs> on the Hamptons on King Ave Facebook page. People started saying, oh yeah, this guy's a drunk. And this guy like took my food that I brought in and like said, this is my bar. I can eat whatever I want. I remember that part. He's eating people's food that they ordered from there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, which is crazy. And then he also like would sexually assault people. Oh, that's not as fun. That, that is not okay. No. But all that to say, early on in the summer, I had asked one of the waitresses, I'm like, hey, are you guys hiring? She's like, oh, I'll ask the owner, Matt. Probably not, but like, I'll let him know and maybe you can bring in the resume. And I was like, okay, great. I follow up maybe a week later and she's like, yeah, like they're not hiring or whatever. And I'm like, oh, it's a bummer, but I understand. 
And then that's when all the Facebook stuff happens and people are posting again, like harassment, stealing food, passing out drunk on the floor. Uh, and I think he thought he could get away with it because he lives upstairs, but no, absolutely not. The entire staff besides this pregnant lady who would smoke. Oh, I remember her. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone quit. <laughs> so, it was, so then I, I'm like, Hey, like, do you guys need help now? <laughs> he was like, Oh uh, yeah, yeah, maybe we'll, uh, yeah, let's see, uh, what happens. We'll bring, we'll bring you in and do a trial. And so the first day I'm like, you know, I'm doing this thing. It opens at like four. So I'm in there at three or whatever, clean stuff out, you know, taking out the trash. So like halfway through my shift, I'm like, okay, cool. This is pretty easy. Like same time tomorrow. And he's like, oh, well, let's just wait, you know, see how it goes. And like, he was at the point where he knew that he needed me back. He just didn't want to admit it. Yes. At one point I had to use the restroom and I walked in on him doing things that I'm not going to talk about on this podcast. What? <laughs> you never mentioned that before. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you've got to lock the door. If you're going to take some time to yourself, you've got to lock the door <laughs> at a place of employment where you are the employer. I, that's just, I cannot be okay. And he was like, why don't you, why'd you knock or whatever? I'm like, what do you mean? Why didn't I knock? Why is the door unlocked, dude? <laughs> And like, yeah, it was just disgusting. The place was as disgusting as he was. By the time I stopped working there, I still hadn't been paid like 80 bucks he owed me. Oh my. Yeah. It's a shame. The place had so much potential too. I just remember like mysterious charges showing up on my cart from there. Like I know I'd buy one thing and then it'd be like, <laughs> you'd just round up by like $5. That's so bad. That's so bad. <laughs> well, at one point we were watching Bachelor in Paradise at Puzzles and obviously that starts at eight. And so I'm like, I dipped out after, of course, having texted and coordinated with the other girl uh, to work there and cover my shift. And he's like, yeah, like, you can't like do this thing or whatever. And I, again, I did this several times because I didn't really care. I did this to leave for trivia. So I didn't miss trivia. Um, I did this for Bachelor in Paradise. I did this just because I was bored and the, the night was dead. And so I would like text them. I was like, hey, like, can you come cover my shift? Or, you know, do you? And she was always, again, she was pregnant and smoked. So like she obviously needed the money. <laughs> And so she would always cover my shift. But one time, you know, someone had asked me, oh, what should I drink? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And they were like, yeah, you should always know your beer inventory. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So before my shift, I took like a shot of like every single beer. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And some of them were like doubles if I liked them. And so I tried like, I think like 16 to 20 different beers. I, I pretty quickly downed well over like 24 ounces of alcohol. And I remember thinking like, oh man, like that was a lot really quick. <laughs> and then. And now you get to work the rest of the night. <laughs> yeah. And then I have to work the rest of the night. It was not the first time I drank free alcohol. I would constantly give shots to people who were depressed and I felt like needed them because they would give me so much greater tips. They'd ask for like, oh, give me a shot of this or, you know, give me a glass of whatever. And I would like pour them a double and they're like, oh, that's really generous. I'm like, yeah, man, I got you. One guy was like, yeah, my girlfriend of like five years who I moved in with and has like a five-year-old kid who I've essentially been the dad to his entire life. She decided to leave me and just like started ghosting me. And I'm like, dude, that sucks. You just roll out a cake to his car. You're like, this one's on me. <laughs> yeah. Well, on a, on a genuine level, I'm like, hey, dude, that sucks. Like I couldn't imagine, especially he was just most heartbroken about this kid mm -hmm. who he had like been raising for the last five years, having lived with them. And so he felt bad for this kid of like, now the kid's losing the dad too. And so the only thing that I could really do besides cheer him up with my words was give him a lot of free alcohol. <laughs> the, I, I got him uh, free shots of that UV, the blue drink. 
whatever was in that world. In the world. Yeah. <laughs> Best thing Hampton has ever done. Yeah. He changed that guy's life. <laughs> yeah. I shared the gospel probably like four times there. Wait, what? Yeah. It was crazy. Cause people would just like talk to me and like, you know, pour out their hearts to me. And so I was like, oh, this is a great opportunity for me to share Jesus. And so I did. It was amazing. Oh, I thought you said you called the hospital like four times. No. It's like, gosh, how much were you serving then? <laughs> no, no. Oh man. No, there were nights that I got paid a lot in tips. One time this dude asked me for sex on the pool table. And I was like, what? Like someone's having sex on the pool table. He's like, no, no, no. Like the drink. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, I sure. So I like Googled how to make it and nothing came up besides like this one sketchy article. So I made it for him and I gave it to him in like a pint glass. And he's like, yeah, this is not, this is not what I've had before. It was just a shot. I'm like, oh, well, like I'll charge you the same. And then he came back later. I was like, I love that. Like, give me another one. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> it was the most green looking drink I've ever made in my life. But yeah, working there absolutely sucked. He was an awful boss. It's no longer under his ownership. I remember being in there and like the TV was just always on MTV. It's like, we have like the finals going on right now. Like, <laughs> they were like half the TVs would be off. Yeah. They had like good stuff too. Like they had a pool table, a little basketball hoop, a little concert area it had every outdoor area everything you'd want a crazy amount of potential i mean my first legal alcoholic beverage was in the basement <laughs> uh brad potatic gave me a uh an ipa which i quickly discovered i wasn't a fan of <laughs> but he bought me my first legal drink and that was in the hamptons basement so a lot of fond memories there both working and and hanging out you cemented your um your signature on that spot yeah before it was too late <laughs> now i think it's like some kind of taco place that isn't probably nearly as i mean it's probably a lot better but it's not nearly as good if you know what i mean yeah I, i'm sure it's if it's not a condados yet it'll it will be soon everything is a condados and everything should be a condados i, I don't know if i land on the same side of the coin as you on that one you don't why is that I'm not huge on Condados. I think it's overpriced. Wow. I've had like four or five different tacos there. I think one of them was good. See, I don't like paying because like what? What do you pay per taco? Like four fifty yeah. to six probably. Yeah, four fifty for like the bare minimum. Yeah, I, I, especially here in LA, I hate paying more than two dollars a taco. But I feel like the tacos at Condados are so. Like if I have two it's a meal. and there's like a dip for the table, yeah. I feel pretty good. If I have like three just for myself, like I'm very satisfied. And I feel like that's tough to do if you're spending $15 on a plate of tacos. Like Condado's gives you your best bang for your buck. I guess I can see that side of it. I've found a local spot that is literally right in front of me at work where our spot in the strip mall is. Mm. It takes up the entire span of the windows of what we can see outside. It's just all this this building. It's a local spot. That's in, I've been going there so much. Um, trying to remember the name of it. It's like Taco something. Mm. It's got a ring. to. It's like Taco, Taco Bell. I'm pretty sure is the name of it. Oh, nice. Yeah. They've opened up some like some Taco Bells around here. I'm hoping that they expand pretty quickly too, because those are delicious. I think they got potential. Yeah. Talk about bang for your buck. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And the app, Oh, you don't get deals often, but when you get a deal, it's great. I've been there enough times to explore the menu or the app and all that. It's just, I've always kind of wanted to be a regular somewhere. I just didn't really think that it would be Taco Bell because they recognize me when I'm walking in there now. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. I recognize all their cars. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that's not good. You talk about all your friends on here. I wanted to know who your biggest enemy was. Ooh, who's my biggest enemy? That's a really good question. I feel like... Like, do you have a rival? I don't know about rival, but Austin Kidder, <laughs> when I lived at Puzzles, we could... First of all, I love the guy. Great guy. Amazing guy. Brilliant. 
as smart as he was to build a computer from scratch and like a police scanner and do all these like things that are entirely foreign to me. He also put raw popcorn kernels in cornbread mix and then baked it, expecting the popcorn kernels to pop while the cornbread baked, and it didn't. And so the cornbread, again, was delicious, but it was just riddled with raw popcorn kernels. It's a nice surprise, though. Keep you on your toes. You don't eat too fast. Exactly. No, but the thing that bugged me the most, because, again, he took care of rent and bills and amazing in terms of like the perfect roommate you trust and will take care of you when it comes to finances and stuff if you stepped out for a second i'll be to get the mail to just sit outside on the porch and like drink an ice cold like twisted tea or whatever the moment you tried going back inside the door was locked every time <laughs> no matter what and that's pretty devious, in my opinion. Safety first. You know, he's got thousands of dollars worth of computers and laptops in that little office area. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've been on the wrong end of that a number of times. Coming back, doors locked. Walk to the Kroger or something and come back, doors locked. Not even the Kroger. Maybe you go to the bottle shop. You're yeah. gone for not even two minutes. <laughs> yeah. And the doors, and it's like, you're sitting outside and the doors locked. No need for it. But that said, it, it's tough to complain about because, you know, he's doing it for the right reasons. So, so that's your biggest enemy. Yeah. Good guy. And so, yeah, the guy who took care of me the most my senior year probably is my <laughs> biggest enemy. I don't have many enemies. The amount of financial navigation he'd have to do with the amount of people that were living in that place. Like he was basically running an organization at that point. Oh my God. I mean, and like to not, cause we never renewed the lease. Cause if we did, the price would go up. And so like the amount of finessing that was done all legally, but like the amount of finessing that was done to make sure that like the price stayed low. Cause I do, I was paying, I think like two seventy. Maybe three hundred a month. What you were paying? I was paying two fifty for attic space. Like I didn't have a wall. My curtain beside my bed was a clothes rack, like a mobile clothes rack, just so I have a tiny bit of privacy. Because <laughs> I'd always be asleep way before Kevin. He'd come rolling through to go to his bedroom, and I'm just out in his little atrium. Yeah, <laughs> I think I paid like probably three hundred for my own bedroom. It was not the biggest bedroom, but it was the biggest room that was like used by a single person. Yeah. That's wild. Which in the future, two guys ended up sharing my room anyway. So it's like, yeah, crazy. But we had at its height, probably what, like eight guys living there at once, maybe nine. If it, if it was summertime, it was easily nine. There's like two people in every room besides Kevin's room and the attic space that I was camped up in. Which like the attic in, you know, itself held two people in that sense. It got toasty up there. I remember like the- So hot. I guess you could call it walls. Like I pressed too hard while I was trying to put on my shoes or something and just went straight through the wall up there. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You had a lot of people over there playing lots of games. Do you have a favorite game? Do I have a favorite game? Um, I think Secret Hitler is up there. I was hoping you would say that because that is yeah, it's up there for me too. I love lying. <laughs> I also love figuring out who is lying and telling the truth. It's just like, I don't want to say it's the perfect game, but... If you've got a, the, the right group of people, it can be an elite game to play more than once. I also love the game Jalapagos. I purchased that forever ago. And yeah, huge fan of that game. Very underrated. But you're stranded on an island. You've got limited resources and you have to get off with all the other players. So like the whole tag of it is it's cooperative until the food runs out. So it's a very fun game as well. I don't think I've ever played that, but that sounds pretty awesome. Yeah. I like that. The secret Hitler, the historical spin on it too, is just keeps it engaging. For oh, yeah. 
and somehow yet socially relevant still to this day, <laughs> which is so sad. I kept getting confused because I was like calling people like Mussolini and I just completely forgot that that was not communism, it was fascism. But anyways, yeah, I've been playing a few games myself. Yeah, I remember you played a lot of Red Dead 2 uh, at the time, yeah. Hundreds of hours. A lot of it in that attic. Yeah. I remember Kevin's cat would come up and watch me while I played. Most recent I played that was like earlier this week, so I'm still still on that one. Amazing. What are you playing now though? I'll toss that one on every now and then, but Thursday night, so... The night we're recording this, we got Dungeons and Dragons coming up at eight thirty. Oh, classic! What's your what's your build or what's your character? My character is a dwarf barbarian. I wanted to keep it simple. Classic. Okay. Things get too complex, and you go with spells and all that stuff. Uh, his name is Eric, actually. Mm. But I had to add a spin on it because you know, like dwarves living in mountains and mines and stuff. I call him a uh, tumeric. Love it. So he's me every Thursday from eight thirty to ten, ten thirty. What do you do to get into character? What do I do to get into character? Well, I do an hour of meditation. Okay. I take an ice bath. Nice. Usually go for a five or six mile run, and then by then I'm pretty good to go. Yeah, I always have seen you as a barbaric dwarf. So it's nice that you can actually play that out in your in your real life. It's really uh, soothing. It's, it puts me in a, a spot where I can have mental flow and, you know, really decompress from the day. Yeah. So yeah, I think it is fitting. Thank you for saying that. I really, that means a lot. Yeah. No, you're welcome. So Kelsey from the last episode asks, when was the last time you laughed so hard that you couldn't catch your breath? I remember listening to hear that question and I still don't know if I have... A great answer. I, I think laugh so hard I cried. Then you couldn't catch your breath. Last time you no, laughed. You catch okay, yeah. I'll say just last Friday, a couple friends came through town. We had a good time laughing and kind of doing like we're doing now, sharing memories. You reminded me too. I can't believe that you haven't seen the Oceans movies. <laughs> How have you watched them since? Uh, since that podcast? No, I've been too busy with the writer strike and all. Yeah, just with anything else. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. They're so good. They're always on too. Are they really? How many are there? There are four. There's Oceans 11, 12, 13, and then Oceans 8. I think there's an original Oceans too, so yeah. maybe five. Make that make sense. 11, 12, 13, 8. Okay. Well, it's the amount of people that are in it. That's ridiculous. So they can't So so they can't do 11 again? No, each heist has to get a little bit bigger. and it's, Until it got smaller. Well, they got better at it, so they needed less people. And also, those were all women, so you don't need as many women to do the same job as a man, I guess. Yeah, I support that. I support women. According to Oceans. Yeah. It's Daniel Ocean, by the way. I don't know. If His name is Danny Ocean? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's George Clooney's Danny Ocean. Wow. I That doesn't... It's making less sense. The Oceans is not clarified for you now? Ima- imagine if it was called, like, Ponds 11, and his name was Danny Pond. How dumb that is. I mean, I have no problem with that too. That's crazy. Just whatever his last name is. Wow. Daniel Lake, Lake Eleven. Lake well, Lakes Eleven or Lake Eleven? Uh, it'd be Lakes, I guess. Yeah. Rivers Eleven. That's just ridiculous. Can you make it a reoccurring segment on your podcast to talk about the Ocean's movies? And you're probably never going to watch them now that it's been brought up multiple times, like I do with Avatar. I still will never see those. Oh, I haven't seen any of the Avatars either. Dude, nice. Yeah, I just don't see the point. I just uh, taken a stance that they suck, and I haven't seen them, but I'll still say it till my grave that they suck. The greatest extent of Avatar movie that I've seen is whenever it came out on like Blu-ray DVD. It was the single thing that every single TV was playing. <laughs> if you walked into like a TV store, like a Best Buy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a Best Buy, a Sony store, no matter what it was. 
if there were TVs to be bought, Avatar was playing on the TV. I'll always make it like a point if if Avatar comes up, I'll just try to ask the people. Like, is that the one with the boy with the the blue arrow on his forehead? And they usually that sets him off pretty good. Yeah, like fifty percent of the time. The boy with the dragon tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. What's a question you'd like to ask the next guest? I want to ask them. What is your favorite article of clothing that you own right now? I love that. Super good question, I know. That's a great question. How would you rate your experience on the podcast on the scale from 1 to 10? I'd give it a 006. 006? Okay. Why is that? I can't do that. I have to give it an 8. That's what everyone else is saying. Give it an (laughs) 8. Okay. I think that probably none of the listeners will get this part, but we were struggling with my headset the audio for like an hour before this so that'd be the points taken away from it is just and it's probably all my fault because i've got like a 18 dollar headset thing that i use for D. yeah but that that's where that's why it's not a 10 wow so you are deducting points from me because of you this is a team thing and yeah yeah, yeah. my headset really took it down on my end you were a solid five and i was a solid three yeah 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 whatever whatever yeah glad you had a, a good experience then even though you had the three and I had the five, I did all I could do. So you did your best. You did. You did well. I'm sorry I couldn't have carried more of the load. Um, I know you have to get going, play some D and D. So that's right. Go, uh, yeah, go be a little barbaric dwarf and uh, have some fun tonight. I'll do it in honor of you tonight. I'll try to play with honor and valor. have a great day have a safe drive tell someone you love them today doesn't have to be true just tell them